0: Welcome to the Cares Cares digital show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness for our body, mind and spirit. We want to thank our sponsor, the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services for today's episode. And today we're speaking with a man who has certainly spent his life learning about our spirit. Lee Harris is an energy intuitive and an author. His music, podcasts and YouTube videos reach millions every month, including myself. I've seen your work. Welcome, Lee.
1: Hello, Cara. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pleased to be with you. I've actually been a big fan, love to listen to the energy updates every month. And I thought it was pretty synchronistic when your publishing house contacted me about your new book. But I guess that wouldn't surprise you because in the world (laughs) you come from, we're all energy and, and we are all connected.
1: We are, although some things still surprise me, you know, even this book series, which originally was supposed to just be a set of audio recordings, when my guides basically said, this is a book series, see if you can make it happen, I was surprised. So actually, Spirit still surprises me in many different ways.
0: Yeah, and this is going to be, for those of you ha- who aren't familiar with Lee's work, this might be um, a, a new way of thinking of things, and um, we encourage everyone to be open, but you wrote a book called Conversations with the Z's, The Energetics of the New Human Soul. And from the science perspective, Einstein said everything is energy and that's all there is to it. So can we start there? What do you want people to understand about energy as it relates to our daily life?
1: Well, one of the things that I have come to realize and live every day is that everything is connected and there is a spiritual world around us that is affecting and driving and connected to us all the time. I think the reason I love mediums and the work that I think mediums do for those of us in the mainstream is often it takes hearing something that only a relative could have known uh, to really remind all of us. That we are part of spirit, and we have a soul. It's not just this body. It's not just this mind, these thoughts, these feelings that we've developed as we've gone through our life. There is actually something much bigger at work. And so, for me, whenever when I first met my guides, the Z's, that was the world they opened me up to, and that was twenty three years ago.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about that. You were a child, and this may be, people might be what what do you do? <laughs> and, and so sp- speak a little bit about what happened to you as a child and how this has really informed what you do for your life now.
1: Well, I think, I think like many of us, I, was, I didn't realize how sensitive or intuitive I was as a child. And also, if you think about, you know, I'm 46 now, if you think about when we were growing up, there was far less... I think emotional awareness, support around those kinds of things, we were a slightly more linear trained people. And so I went through my childhood, uh, I had all kinds of things that I needed to deal with. So I basically went into healing, self-growth, personal development. And I loved spirituality. I loved things like tarot readings. Whenever I would have them, something would feel true to me in that energy, not even the information, but just something would come alive in me that wasn't normally alive. So I was very surprised at the age of 23 to hear the voice of my guides, and I was skeptical about channeling. Uh, and then, you know, now I have egg on my face. So um, it was it was very interesting. They basically said, we've been talking to you for years, uh, but you haven't been able to hear our words. Um, all of us have guides. And for me, that direct contact with them and hearing them to the left of my head Um, was a day that changed my life forever in ways I didn't really understand at the time. But I would ask them questions about my life, and they would give me answers that I couldn't have known the answer to. But they would also completely change the way I was seeing situations or relationships. Or they would say, well, you know, she behaved that way because she's quite sad. And I wasn't feeling that in her at the time, but they started to train me to see what's underneath. Mm. And I would ask them questions about the world, the universe, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I ended up doing it for work about four or five years after that, uh, started very small with a few people. And then over time, more people started to come for the recordings and here I am 18 years later.
0: Eighteen years you've been doing this, now. And, yeah. and, and so in our, in our in the mainstream world we think of ourselves. Most people don't think of themselves as channelers, but you say in your book uh, that we do all have guides. We can call that what we want. We can, uh, but we're living in challenging times. And in this book, one of the things that I think anyone can take away is um, you talk about we can't really get bogged down and upset, but what's going on in the world right now because we lose our purpose. And then we can't generate those frequencies of love and joy and certainly we all want love and joy in our life so i think that's something everyone can relate to so what do we do when we're feeling bogged down
1: well you know how and this is why i love movies you know how movies create a catharsis in us because they show us this story and suddenly we will feel sad because we empathize with what's going on or what's going on with those characters reminds us of something in our life so we Release it. I mean, that's how influenced we are. We're influenced by people in our life. We're influenced by movies. We're influenced by everything that's coming at us on a daily basis. But what they have been very clear about... For years, they told me that 2017 to 2024 would be very challenging, but very breakthrough times on the planet. And at the time, I didn't understand what that was going to look like. And of course, when we hit 2020 and 2021, and we were in all of the lockdowns and everything that we went through, I was like, oh, okay. And one thing they say is vital is we as human beings are often trained to look for the negative or see the negative. So by all means, grieve what you need to grieve. Uh, Feel your feelings if you're shocked or upset by something. But they're saying, don't stay there. And that, for example, a lot of the way that we are being asked to look at our world situation right now, is is very negative and very doom and gloom and what they're saying is there is innovation available to us that can see us through this next passage of history but we have to be willing to not only seek and celebrate that we also have to let some of the old ways that we've you know been trained into break down and i think we're seeing that with many of our systems that are very unstable right now but i think the narrative we're often fed is uh oh be scared, be afraid. And they, they, my guides are like, no, 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 no. That's the quickest way for everything to go wrong. So they say, by all means, feel sad, F- feel the grief, feel shock, but that feeling should move through you quickly. And then remind yourself, I'm alive today. And there are a whole group of us who are alive today on the planet. So are we going to be present? and recognize we're alive, recognize the gifts we have, but also recognize that any challenges we're facing are things that we're going to be able to adapt to and through.
0: So for those who this is new, like what's Give, give us um, Take us back a little bit. Energy 101. We know we're all energy in the way that if you walk into a room, you can feel if someone's had an argument. Or you also can feel really good around someone who's happy. So uh, th- there's a basic understanding of, of what energy healers do. But talk about how this can impact just everyone and, and how on a daily basis we could make that choice to connect with that higher vibration so our life feels better.
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, everything is on a scale of love or fear. And the higher octaves, so where my guides exist, they say that love is the norm and it's a baseline. And and love, really, we often think of it as a hallmark card or romance. It's not that. It's connection. It's the feeling of connecting to somebody else in a very true way. It's the feeling of compassion towards other people. So one of the things that they have talked about, for example, is You know, religion can be used for for positivity. And I I have many friends who use their religious faith to enhance their heart, enhance the way that they give to others, to be neighborly. And then equally, we've often seen that religion is, is used as an excuse for either war or annihilation of other people or judging and separating out certain groups, which they say is not the truth. So one of the things they talk about is that we as a society right now, more of us than ever before, are remembering that love has to be a baseline. And so that's why many are going through such a lot of healing and feeling right now. I think the last few years have been very challenging and we've seen lots of people lose friendships uh, or lose people that they thought they were close to because... Differences of opinion have made people pull away from each other or fight each other. And my guides say that's one of the things we have to be very careful of. Because at the end of the day, we're all souls who have incarnated into the human body for this lifetime that we are in. And no matter how differently you might feel about the way someone else thinks or what they believe, there's a big difference between giving them space to to believe that And sure, you might not hang out with them anymore because they might be always wanting to fight you or trying to, shall we say, annihilate, judge them or put them down. So I think we're seeing both. Like, I think if you look in society, you see a lot of that kind of war energy that they speak about. And we've often thought of war as when countries go to war and they say, no, 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 there is a war energy that has been sown through us as a human collective. And it's something that we're having to shift now on the planet if we want to go forward and evolve as a human society.
0: And, and I just want to say the name of the book, and I know we've got a picture of the cover. It's Conversations with, the C- Conversations with Disease, the Energetics of the New Human Soul. The book um, talks about living in a a special time. I know many of the world's wisdom traditions have talked about different times, but um, that we actually are in a time where we can tap in to better things and more human potential. How can we use what's in this book to make positive shifts?
1: Well, it's interesting. I've been hearing, the book came out a couple of weeks ago, and I've been hearing from different people one of the things that people are reporting to me about the book is it makes them feel more peaceful but there are also a whole series of people who said it's tapping them into their intuition and their spirit, which I'm thrilled about because I always think that it's never about one channeler or one medium or one tarot reader. I always feel that when someone else facilitates a spiritual experience for us like that, it helps all of us to remember that we are more than we think we are, that we are more than we have believed ourselves to be. And I don't mean our human personalities or identities. I mean the fact that we are all connected to this incredible life force. I mean, you only have to look at nature and the animal kingdom and the fact that we're all alive and walking around. And whether you like what we're creating on earth or not, it's pretty extraordinary. This energy that's moving through us that's keeping everything animated and i don't know if anyone listening or watching has ever been with a dead body but it's very interesting when you're with a dead body and you knew the person before it's so strange to see the body without the soul and you realize how much the soul animates us you recognize the form of the person you go well that's their face and that's their body but they look completely different because there is no longer this animation moving through and one of the most important things for me with the book and the audio version of the book which is the original conversations that took place that we turned into a book is psychotherapist Diana Edwards was asking my guides the questions. So we wanted to ground into reality what can sometimes be uh, complicated concepts. And the idea was, how can we help this book be a bridge to help people ground more spirit into their life on a daily basis? And more than anything, begin to see your life and feel your life in a, in a wider, fuller way which is the experience that working with my guides has given me. And I know many people who've either come to my work or have used other tools or people or experiences to open that in themselves. That's a very rich place to be.
0: Yeah. And I think even if the idea of channeling is something that's new to you or even makes you feel uncomfortable, the information in the book, um, that comes through, and I love that you have a psychotherapist asking the questions while you're in a, in a state of bringing forward this information. But one of the things that came through is how powerful laughter is, that laughter is a more powerful release for us than crying. So, I guess we can use that, that just laughing is going to be very helpful for our mind, body and spirit, right?
1: <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, I've, I've kind of always, to some degree, I've felt that before or I, I had sensed that. And and don't get me wrong, i I love crying. I don't do it as often as some people in my life, but I always think crying is beautifully cathartic. Um, even though I think, especially as men, we were often, uh, in my generation, we were encouraged out of doing that as a kid. And yet, the truth is, all of us need to release. So whether you're releasing pent-up emotion through crying or whether you're laughing and moving energy, um, it's very powerful. It's why I, for about the last 15 years, I always loved stand-up comedians. And about 15 years ago, because of working with disease and understanding things from an energetic level, I I remember going, oh, my God, stand-up comedy shows, they're like covert healing experiences. You know, the audience are just sitting there laughing away and releasing ideas and often a stand-up comedian will mirror us back to ourselves and give us a snapshot of who we are sometimes uncomfortable truths and then they'll make us laugh about it and so we have a release so for me i loved that they talked about laughter in in detail in the book and how powerful it is for us and how important it is for us it kind of opens our spirit you know the same way dancing around your house or singing will and yet what the guides say is we've so been trained away from that in a way what they're saying is as much as you can return to the spirit of you as a child Assuming your childhood wasn't a, a very, very difficult one from the word go. They say that that part of us that is very animated and alive until we're about six or seven. And then we get socialized into all of our social rules and ideas. They say getting that part of you back is crucial.
0: OK, and dreams. The, the book talks about that. They're not only predictive. They are healing. How do our dreams help us?
1: Well, isn't it funny? I was fascinated by all of this and they've talked about dreams over the years. They said that often a dream is saving us time in life. So I I know that we can all go, oh my God, I had this terrible nightmare and I woke up and I'm so stressed about it. And sometimes we'll think that's a negative thing. But what they would say is, great, that's great. You got some fear out of your system. So you didn't have to live through it in the day. So they've said that when we go to sleep, they said the only difference between a sleeping person and a corpse is a pulse. And what they mean by that is when we go to sleep, our our consciousness returns to the soul realms. We don't die, we don't leave, but we get as close to death as we can while still alive. And they say within that realm, all kinds of rearrangements happen for us. There might be something that we've been going through that week, that in our sleep, guides, angelic energies, our own soul will work to kind of reconfigure us a bit like a healing session. So often the way we interpret our dreams, it's very important to try and stay open to recognizing actually maybe that was really positive for me that I had that nightmare because it means I'm now not going to manifest some kind of situation in my life where I have to process or release that fear. They also said a lot of past life stuff will take place in our dreams that we don't really need to re-encounter in this life.
0: So um, you say we can really all hear the voice of our soul, our spirit, whatever you're comfortable talking about. You want to call it your higher self. And one of the simple things, as you said, just sit down and write and ask, what does your higher self want you to know?
1: So I met my guides and tr- I, I honestly wasn't looking for that. I wasn't a fan of channeling. It wasn't my thing. Um, but I'm a massive believer that we can all speak to our soul. And the truth is, m- my guides are in the soul realm. So they're connected to my soul, but it's it's kind of in the same zone. Um, so what I always encourage people to do is literally don't worry about trying to connect with your guides if that's difficult, but you can sit down every day or as many days a week as you want and write a message to yourself from your soul. So I always say, write down, what does my soul want to tell me today? And then just take five minutes and write what you hear or what comes through. The biggest issue people often have is they go, well, how do I know I'm not making this up? And I'm like, well, on some level, you are making it up. doesn't mean you're lying about the information that's coming through, but you're the one asking for it to happen. So I'm not somebody who my guides take hostage. You know, I'm agreeing to channel. I'm... Bringing my human body, my energy to the process, so I am involved on some level, and it's the same when we do these messages from our soul. What I've noticed when I've asked workshop rooms to do this initially, people are like, "Oh, huh, I can't, I can't do this," uh, or, or nervous, and then they take three minutes to do it and invariably 40 or 50 percent of the room will be in tears afterward because the message they've had from their soul is very different from the little messages we get in our mind every day the reason i knew my guides were not my mind was i had so many self-judgmental thoughts running and then all of a sudden there was this very useful helpful loving voice that came from above that i'd never heard in my head before and it was in stark contrast to my own negative or self-judgmental thoughts in my early 20s. So I always say that when you ask your soul for an a piece of information or a piece of guidance, often it's it's quite a cathartic release to speak to yourself in such a loving, kind or open way. It's like a new voice that you're able to contact that you're not used to that starts to come through you. And I always say, if you can do it a few times a week, you'll be amazed what will happen in, in weeks. And I've, I've never not seen anybody be able to do it, even if it's just two words.
0: Yeah, okay. So useful, useful to just ask yourself, you know, what do I need to know today? What do I need to- What does
1: my soul want to tell me today? Or anything along those lines that feels true to you. You can modify the words to your own taste.
0: Right, and that's you know. I know some people listening might be like, uh, okay, well, how do we even know? You know, if you hear voices in your head, we've been taught to think that you're crazy. And <laughs> and and as a as a channeler, I know you um, have helped many people with understanding the finer energies or maybe some of the things that we can't see and touch. People say, well, I can't see oxygen, but I still believe in it. So we're not here to challenge anyone's beliefs. But I think the information that you bring forward is you're saying simple things. Um, this this can all seem very complicated but simple things you say if we just spend five minutes three times a day connecting with our inner self whatever you want to call that your soul your higher self if you did that for three or four weeks we would feel markedly different rather than just rushing through everything.
1: I think we, we've we all just got, especially these days, we've got so used to the fast pace of everything. Uh, you know, those of us who remember before the Internet, we can agree that the Internet is an incredible connecting force, but it's also it never goes to sleep. So, you know, there is this there is this new rhythm in our life that that keeps us very stimulated. So what they speak about is giving yourself time to come back to yourself and be with your own feelings. I love what you said, Kara. We were taught to fear this. Um, you know, I've worked with many people who, either because of religion or just because of the beliefs that we have in our in our world about spirit is only accessed through a few sources, or this person is in charge of connecting you to God. That's the belief system we grew up with, and many of us, and it's a fear-based belief system. The guides say that basically, you know, religion can be used in a beautiful way to enhance love, but too often religion was taken hostage by those who wanted to control people. And so we're coming through hundreds and hundreds of years of some of that shadow, that affects all of us and makes us think that we are disconnected from spirit, whereas the it couldn't be further from the truth. We're all of spirit. And to that, I think of my grandmother who, you know, died 20 years ago at the age of 93. When she was young, because the the societal rules were that as a woman, she was a second class citizen. That's what the world told her about herself. And that's how people believed her to be. For me, she was one of the most amazing people I'd ever met. So I think it's it's taking a moment to go, this is what society says. Yeah. Do I believe it? Do I believe it in here? And for me, when I heard my guides, I was like, wow, this feels like home.
0: Lee, thank you so much for the conversation. I know we're running out of time on our platform here, but uh, people can, um, I know millions of people tune into every month and they can find out more information on your book, Conversations with Disease, The Energetics of the New Human Soul, and find you at LeeHarrisEnergy.com and on social media at LeeHarrisEnergy. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you so much, Cara. Lots of love.
0: Thank you. And for more information on the cutting edge of wellness, you can also follow Kara's Cures, share this content if it inspires you. Follow me at Kara Sundle and to share this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.